0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Fanboys. I think this is on episode number four. It is April fourteenth where we're recording. Coming to you from Austin, Texas. Actually, I'm coming to you from the little burg of Kyle, Texas, about 25 miles outside of San Antonio. And Tomek is coming to us from Inner City, Austin, Texas, right in the uh, right right in the heart of the 78704,
1: huh? Zilker Park. Yes. Yeah. How are you doing, T? very good steve very excited for the for our um another episodes and you know weekend ahead and boston marathon weekends as we call it
0: yeah it's gonna be i think it's gonna be uh an exciting weekend for uh everyone i think Letron is calling this boston the greatest field ever assembled have you ever heard that before <laughs> It's greatest this year, right? <laughs> Until yeah, next exactly. year.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. And and what happened at the Olympics? And then what happened at Boston? And then what happened at Boston? And then what happened in London? And then what happened? It's like, you're right. Like Always, there's a new, the greatest, this is the greatest field ever assembled. I mean, it is a pretty sweet field. You know, you and I did a little research on the men's side. We didn't do a ton of research on the women's side, but the men's field is pretty stacked. Um, and the most important thing, T, and we're going to cover, we're going to get into Boston in just a little bit. We've got some other stuff we want to talk about first, but... Um, it is really good weather forecast for Boston this year. So that is a really, really awesome thing. And kudos, well, kudos to everyone going out to Boston who got qualified. Um, such a weird year this year. I guess we're just going to talk about Boston because here we are, right? So <laughs> we, why, why, why would we come back later?
1: <laughs> yeah. we just but, hit it now. By good weather, you mean uh, tailwind and no, well, no co- rain
0: well i mean 45 degrees 45 50 degrees so yeah. that i think that's the biggest thing at at, yeah, at boston right. this year is that there's a that there's really a nice weather conditions um and then the tailwind though i keep hearing that it's going to that people are worried it's going to flip to a headwind to a tailwind ultimately that's the biggest issue for the elite athletes most of the most of the folks that we're going to be following really closely um Folks that we know that we're coaching or that we're excited about seeing how they perform, they're—it's a parade. They're 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 backed in behind dozens and do- hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of people, so it's not really that big a deal for them in terms of whether there's a head, headwind or a tailwind. Um, it's a much bigger issue for the elite athletes, I think.
1: Yeah, and then you know what I'm thinking as, as the day will will go, it, it will be getting warmer, so you actually when you have a tailwind and it's getting warmer, it feels extra warm because there's no cooling effect, right? So you almost want a little bit headwind, you know, a crosswind or something. So just looking uh, positive uh, in in what's happening, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it it is also a little bit unusual this year with Boston because you only had to run, like, whatever you ran got you in. So that is exceedingly rare over the last 10, 15 years where there's been, you know, everything from a... Uh, five-minute to a seven-minute differential between qualifying time and whether that time would actually get you on the starting line at Boston. This year, um, for the first time in I don't know how many years, everybody got to the line who registered. Um, surprising a number of people. I know people got surprised on both ends of that. I, athletes that I've coached who got surprised because they didn't register because I thought there was no way that they would get in, which is shame on you should probably always register um what's the harm in registering but anyway and then others who registered with no hope thinking there's absolutely positively no chance that they were going to get qualified and then there they are starting on the starting line i'm thinking about manny macias who's in our group at telos in austin and he has been trying to get to boston for a long long time and here he is standing on the starting line uh cited for him also Venkat will be running um, I think he's his first A number of other athletes that I'm working with this year will be their first Boston. So especially for those folks who it's their first Boston, and it's actually happening in April on the April Patriots Day, not the made up Patriots Day that they shifted to October this past year.
1: Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Yes. Uh, we're, we're still having run it, right, Steve? And we still need to do the qualifiers and uh, one, one day,
0: <laughs> blowing my cover, blowing my <laughs> cover. <laughs> All good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a crazy thing to think that uh, that we were, you know, there for a while. When, though with COVID, it didn't. We didn't know what was going to happen, or whether people were going to get a chance to run, or how they were going to get a chance to run. And um, I know around the world, not everybody is out of the woods when it comes to COVID. Especially those folks in um, those folks out in. In Japan, they're still dealing with uh, whether races are going to happen or not happen, hearing different things about those kinds of races. and But um, I'm just excited that there are folks who are going to have that experience of uh, the magic of the Boston Marathon. Um, 126th year. Congrats to all who will be there. Um, as an aside, and I'll mention this again at the end, uh, Tomek and I are going to do a special episode of Fanboys for those folks who – who are following or subscribed to the Run Gnosis um, newsletter which you can get at runnosis.com. We're going to do a play-by-play discussion, drink coffee, conversate, um, and an event that we're, that will be available only to those people who are members of that, who are, who are subscribed to that newsletter. It's free. It's totally free. Um, I'm not trying to coerce you, but I am trying to provide uh, benefits for those folks who do follow us there. And uh, So just know that if you're subscribed to that, you will get an email on Friday, which is tomorrow, which is the 15th of April, with um, an invite or with how to get access and all that other good stuff. So if you're curious about that, just go to runnosis.com, subscribe, and you will get into the secret room with Tomek and I.
1: Yeah, you'll be part of the, our experiment
0: yeah. We'll actually be in the same room watching it on the television and um recording it from there. So, uh all right. So, what are we talking about this week, T? Other than Boston, we do we want to cover a little bit of Boston? I mean, we do we want to go through that or do we feel like we're not quite as up to snuff with the the actual participants? What do you what do you feel like?
1: Yeah, you may, let's let's yeah, let's let's continue. Um uh you mentioned supposedly greatest field assembled and Due to probably because London is not happening, uh, you know, this this year in the spring it will be in the fall again. So pretty much, after Tokyo, there's nothing else um, for the for the pros, you know, um, from the major marathons. So you know, Boston, of course, biggest prize money for the winner, right? Isn't it hundred fifty thousand or something? So and. So we've seen, you know, we've had a last minute scratch from Bekele, which, which, you know, we're a big fan of. But it's kind of interesting. His scratch brought another Ethiopian runner who or 2-0-2 runner. So it's almost like, OK, that's even stronger field because of that, right? Because you were like, hey, can Bekele run 2 or 2 We kind of all doubt he can. Well, I mean, we hope, but, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Sam? I will never, ever,
0: ever <laughs> doubt again. So I am on record in multiple places and multiple times, and I will stay a believer in Bekele because of yeah. that experience of getting it wrong that year when I had never discounted him. And then finally at that, before that, was it Berlin or London? Berlin, Berlin right? Berlin, yeah. Berlin and Isaac, well, he's definitely for sure washed up now. And then he nearly breaks the world record, yeah. um, comes from behind and runs what I still think is top, five marathon performances ever in the history. Um, just even, yeah, it was just amazing and shocking. So I, I'm a, I'm a person who never wants to count Bekele out, but it seems like is a little bit sharper these days about not getting on starting lines when he's really not ready to go. Either that or Joss Herman's, his his manager, is being careful with him and making sure that he doesn't show up when he's not really prepared.
1: Yeah, what I'm ex- most excited about the women and men race is it's the fact that there's just so many champions coming together, and and they're gonna be kind of exposed. There's no pacers, so even if you're two or two, you know, it's not like okay, they're gonna pull me away from everyone else. No, you you have to think for yourself and and see what cards you wanna play. You know, maybe it will be kind of like cycling. Everyone thinks it's the best sprinter or like slow 1500 meter <laughs> race. Whenever one thinks okay i can sprint but uh, you know it's a long way and i'm kind of personally um uh, it seems like you know um if joffrey comoro is 100 uh, percent you know I, I was just watching um the other day that Valencia half-marathon world championships when he closed in 13 minutes, you know, for the last 5K, you know, it's like, can, can he just roll down the hill, uh, you know, um, uh, from Boston Hills down to the finish in something crazy like that? Probably could, but is he healthy? I don't, we'll see, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, you've got five men who've gone under 204, another three who have broken 205. You got the reigning champs from Boston this past year, Benson Caprudo. New York, Albert Career, London, Cise Lema, and we haven't—you just mentioned, but we hadn't before part of that mentioned Joffrey Conmore, who, uh who is a training partner of of Kipchoge. Um, you know he's going to be ready, and you know Joffrey has had a on and off um, career where people were expecting something really amazing out of him and, and hadn't always been able to give the top notch performance that people were hoping from him, and it's really odd thing because he you know he's so dominant at the half marathon when he signs up when he gets on the line and runs it uh but he also has had a few races that have just been mishaps and I'm hoping that this that you're I mean I would pick him I mean if I'm picking someone I'm going to pick Jaffe Kamwar, but I'm picking him from my heart I'm not picking him from who I actually think will win it because I don't really know. I haven't been paying enough attention. But I do know that for sure you'll be hearing and watching um, an unbelievably exciting event on the men's side. It should just be really special. And we know the way these things kind of play out that it's going to be pretty – it, it will probably come down to what happens on Boylston because it's been that way for a while. It has been lately, people have not really been able to get away, you know?
1: Yeah. And and you think we will see something um like we saw last year when when um what's his this uh, Brooks runner, um what's his name? Uh CJ? CJ Albertson. CJ ran away yep. two minutes two minutes ahead of, of, of the everyone else, the halfway points and I, I'm I'm guessing he may do something like that again because why not?
0: Yeah. He's, I mean and, a, and it wasn't it. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think that you know you're gonna get a day, a good weather day like this where something like that can happen, you know. So um I just think that uh I just I, I'm excited to to see how he does. He's got this philosophy that I think is super cool. He's like, know the runner you are, and that is just you don't hear elites talk about that very often. You know, I mean, to me, that's just a really cool thing. But there's also some other Americans that are in the field that are really, really mean Scott Fauble, Jared Ward, um, Jake Riley. Uh, you know, you've got Matt Lano, you've got Matt McDonald. You've got a lot of folks who um, are really, really in a good spot to be able to be. Uh, to have a good performance so who knows who will be there but I do think CJ's story is super exciting and really interesting and I'm hoping um, that he ends up having a really really good day so we'll see it, for sure I guarantee you there will be fireworks at the front and fireworks for the American on the American side too
1: yeah don't don't forget Nico Montagno um, I think that's how you pronounce his last name he's he's on an upswing you know won a 15k champs recently mm-hmm. Uh and he is trained by Gina Castor and, and, and the Mammoth, Mammoth Lakes group, so he She'll be ready. Yep, <laughs> yep. He has a great great mentors and, and coaches out there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um do, what do we know about the women's field? Well I know the Paris Chip Churcher is, is uh, uh is gonna race um Jep K- Kos- Mm-hmm. So apparently those are two women the the two has been performing um uh, best in the last you know um couple years uh, meaning winning winning medals and and um and majors and then you know um there's our favorite Morris Mo- Molly seidel and um <laughs> I wonder how this is going to go right this is this is if it goes fast does she go with them or does she does she not? Uh, you know, that, w- that would be really fun too.
0: Well, Boston's not a fast course. So for her, you know, one of the major things that happens in these courses that are, I mean, I think Boston is, a. okay, let me be careful because I just gave a. Race, report, race plans to a number of athletes who probably will be listening to this. And I've told them repeatedly that Boston is a very fast course. Boston's elite times have not always turned out to be world leading world class times to run. Um, I think two Oh four is the, is the, is the course record. And that was the year that, that Ryan Hall, um, went for it with that crew. And they had a huge tailwind throughout the entirety of that race. And, um, so it's typical but even then at that time still people were running the 2:04 was world class but typically Austin doesn't i mean Boston doesn't produce those kinds of times and because of that it means that you can run i mean if you're running 2 minutes slower per 2 minutes slower for an entire marathon that's a pretty good that's a that's a good number in terms of how many seconds per mile you can go slower throughout the course of the race and it allows some of these other women who are not say, 215, 216, 218 marathoners who might be 218 to 222 marathoners to be able to have a shot and to be able to be in it. And, of course, if you get a, you know, this year we're not going to have that kind of weather like we got at 2018 when Des Linden stole her win. But, well, stole, that's not even fair. She just, it fell into her lap, really, right? So she was just looked around and was like, well, okay, well, if nobody else wants it, I'll go get it. And um, so Boston is just one of those races where, you know, it could happen, right? Unlikely, given the level of talent that's here. But nobody expected Molly to medal at the Olympics either. And this, Boston, is more like the Olympics than it's like Rotterdam, Valencia, Berlin, London. It's more like, um, there's more problems there, which is another reason why Jeffrey Comor was probably more likely to have a good day here because, you know, he won it, he won it um, at New York where every, you've got to get it right. You know, it's not just get towed along there aren't pacers this is a real race with people doing real racing and that changes the scenario because no one is expecting to get a world record they're all expecting to get their bonus from what the number at the front of their name they're not paying any attention to the number that's at the back of their name meaning their overall finished place rather than their overall finished time which really makes it special so uh yeah Watch Boston this year. Expect fireworks, expect fun, and what else are you going to be doing with your Monday morning, right? <laughs> Pretending to log in at work and whatever else. So, um, You can go to Let's Run to find all the details on how to, when to watch it, where to stream it, how to watch it. I do know that if you have Peacock or NBC... Um, the NBC online, NBC online, um, their sports package. You are able to watch it there. That's how T and I are going to be watching it on Monday morning. So join us if you'd love to, and if not, then um, you'll hear us talk about it next week. Yeah. So what else are we talking about today?
1: Um, <laughs> it was kind of boring week. No, no, opposite. <laughs> yeah, there was what, drama. What, what about there the wasn't drama? race results? <laughs> there
0: was drama. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it felt a little bit like we were, um, like we were maybe um, watching a little high school spat. No, it, it's it's way bigger deal than that. But um, it is interesting how uh, how do we frame this? Think About the best way to frame it, um, the so everyone knows most people who are paying attention. If you're listening to fanboys, we hope that you're a fan enough that you've been paying attention that there was a major drug suspension for an American athlete, Shelby Houlihan, who was at the top of her game and in top of the world game, likely in 2019, I mean, likely in 2021 at the Olympics to be a medalist, if not have a chance to be a gold medalist at the level that she was training at. And she tested positive in burrito-gate. She evidently ate a tainted burrito, if you're hearing one side of the story, and then the other side of the story is that she was doping I'm not going to weigh in on that. That's all. Everyone has an opinion, one way or another, but she did test positive and she's going to serve a suspension. And in that suspension, it requires um, handling of training and training related. um, One other thing Shelby absolutely denies any wrongdoing, denies that she doped. And um, again, I don't think T.R.I. really want to get into the specifics of whether she we think she did or she didn't. It's irrelevant at this point in time, so it's really kind of a waste of time. But in the news this week, um, Gabriella, how do you say her? What's her little, Gabriella Stafford, but what's her middle?
1: Debut, Debut
0: Stafford. Yeah, Gabriella Debut Stafford.
1: GDS for short. GDS for
0: short. She runs for Jerry Schumacher's Bowerman Track Club. She was in the hunt in the 3K was it? Was it she was the three? Yeah, it was in the 3K at the World Championships. We talked about her. She ran an amazing race in an incredible field. Um where she got fourth behind two Kenyans and Ellie uh um St. Pierre. And just running at the top of her game, an incredibly talented athlete. She's moving up from the 1500 where she was been world-class for a long time. She's a Canadian athlete training um, with that group, kind of like Mo Ahmed does. And she basically announced that she was leaving the Jerry Schumacher group. And the reason she's leaving, she stated, was too much drama and too much uncertainty around what Shelby's role is in the future to the point that it is impacting her ability to train and stay focused on her events. I thought she handled this the way she announced this in a really professional way. I thought it came out. um, It's big news for people following at least um, North American track and field Um, because Jerry's group uh, has had a lot of people leave it recently. There have been a number of defections from that group. Some of them, none of them really seeming to be about what was going on with Shelby, but just sort of like uh, happenstances. But in this case, she specifically singled out the situation with with Shelby being a distraction. Um, did I characterize that correctly? Did I miss anything there?
1: I think you sh- you sh- we should mention that, you know, when when Shelby tested positive and that went public, whole t- her team, including coaches and athletes, I mean, um, training partners made a statement that they 100% believe her and, you know, um, it, it was kind of, kind of not so Charismatical out of heart. It seems like that the statement, they were just, you know, it's like a press conference in a way, but what was What, what happened? So after the statement, right? Um, we knew, okay, they, they supporting her and we thought, okay, now she's gonna take a break and she will just chill because what else, right? She needs to find something else to do. And it it continued to be like, wait, she has been seeing with the team that's training with Flagstaff, or she's been t- seeing when team is in the Park City or on other locations, right? So everyone was like, uh, so why is Shelby? following the team is 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 she's training with them is she's not so what really has been happening the team never really clarify anything right the coaches never said like okay she can she's she's banned she's not sponsored by nike anymore she's not paid by nike anymore let's say we don't know right but they never communicated any of that and she she clearly uh, on the let's run uh, uh, article was Athlete can be trained by coach, um, even if 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 the if the athlete is banned. Um, athlete just can't um, get paid or be supported by by the team. But but it's okay. But but even you know, Jerry Schumacher believes she's clean. They just they just never said anything else besides the the, the original statement. So the the thing is, if you. If you don't tell people what's going on, then people are just gonna make up the stories, right? So then there's all these stories and stories and stories. And apparently, GDS Gabriella um, was in the same position, seems like, right? She was just like trying to guess. Hey, what is your relationship to Shelby, right? Like, wh- why is she why is she here? And you know, in article you will learn that she would say, "Can she?" Can she not practice on the same day as we do practice, right? I, I'm feeling uncomfortable be, her being around and they this, and this ignore her. And then can she not practice, you know, at the same time of the day as, as we do? And she has been ignored. And that's just, wow, how how can that be, right? Like, are you, are you more caring for athletes that is banned? Or are you caring for your current star athlete that Gabriela was on the team, right?
0: Yeah, it's a sad it's a sad situation. Um it's just bad social hygiene. It's bad team hygiene. Right. I mean, I've been a coach at a, at the collegiate level, at the pro level and at adult level and I can tell you I haven't made every I certainly have not made the correct decisions in terms of team hygiene all the time. But you do know when you need to make a statement. And especially, but this is this is par for the course for Nike though. They never make statements in this regard. Um, They still haven't made, to to my knowledge, I haven't seen any major statement that they made concerning Alberto Salazar and the situation of his being banned because of um, sexual impropriety. So, you know, it's just a sad situation. I wish Nike would be more forward and this is what really, in a lot of ways, hurts them. They... Either a seem above the law or above caring about the law, and so then people can love to hate them, can 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 hate on them, or they're or they are trying to protect who they know is guilty. Which is a, now we're into conspiracy theories where people. So somebody who just wants to hate on Nike can hate on Nike for the first reason, or if they're into conspiracies, they can hate on they can jump on the conspiracy theories. So just make a statement. In no way, shape, or form do we accept doping. However, we feel like Shelby is not guilty, and this is how we're handling the situation. Um Okay, we can talk all about that, but let's talk about Gabriella. All I can say is kudos to her, like tip of the hat to be like, number one, I don't dope. Anybody that questions about her doping, I think this is fully clearly saying not only do I not want to I don't even want the sniff test I don't want anything else if she's super smart cookie to get herself out of that situation she keeps her Nike sponsorship which is a really good deal um and she moves up to probably the second best training group that there is in the nation i mean there would be arguing about that but certainly one a group that understands 1500, 5, 1500 5k training she's training with Trent and um I think her name is Hillary, right? Schwarzenpofer yep. Poffer, something like that. I don't know exactly how to say their names. But she's going to be in Vancouver getting all the support, all of the support that you can get from Canadian Athletics, which is – definitely doubling down at least when it comes to spring and summer you know when you think about summer olympic sports because they do have a lot of winter olympic sports but from summer olympic sports they're definitely way more supportive of their track and field athletes than the united states is comparatively in terms of you know media outlets and 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 putting in them all they're 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 definitely Track and field is at a much higher level of support and understanding and and, and fanship in Canada than it is in the United States, comparative, right? Um, and so I just think it's a great move for her all the way around. It takes a lot of courage to make a step like that and she states unequivocally that she loved being coached by Jerry, and she felt like she was in the best shape of her life. She'd been training at the best shape of her life. So not only is there this great sort of ethical decision that she made, but she's she's going to pay for it in some way. She's going to pay for this choice. Whether that comes out in terms of performances at this world championships, we're not sure. But it certainly should have affected her world championship performance indoors, and she ends up fourth in a race where three people who beat her um, – Almost everybody would have said were, um, would not have thought that she choked. <laughs> she certainly didn't choke. She certainly gave a great race performance. She didn't have her best day. And as she said, strategy always, at that at that level on that day, the strategy has to be perfect. And she wasn't perfect. Um, anyway, I, I'll just say I have always thought GDS was a stud. I really like her sister. Her sister seems to be somebody to keep an eye on. Her sister is getting... Better and better and better. And she joined Jerry's group this summer. So we'll see what happens with her in terms of whether she stays or she transfers, goes where her sister is. Who knows how that all plays out. But I just want to, I just, I've always been a fan of GDSs. I'm especially a fan now because I just see someone who's um, going to stay, doesn't just, doesn't want to deal with that drama and doesn't want to be in that position for dealing with it. What, what's your take on that? How do you feel about that?
1: 100% you know it's been in, in a way refreshing and you could you could sense that across all media you know the cover cover our sport it's everyone was like wow that's just beautiful you know to being so transparent being so honest and for once you know telling how you feel and and how how it goes and you know apparently um she's 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 person who who gets high anxiety so she just doesn't want to deal with that anymore you know it's just like not serving her well in in her um, personal life and and also in in uh, in the performance so it's um she seems like she she found a place right now and it's it's her home country and um i hope you know she we may see something big from her you know as as now she's letting go, all 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 this negativity that that she kind of was second guessing and 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 didn't want to be associated with, with whatever it is, you know, um, just like it looks like it's just lack of transparency, uh, and and she the 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 Bauerman Track Club uh, staff and teammates didn't didn't help her to calm down and didn't explain things and she just left. Good for her. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, it's it's a good thing. Um, Shelby, a, the day or two later, I think it was just a day later, um, put out an announcement basically. Um, and this is where the drama is mostly because before I thought Gabriella just, she just did it in the most, she strongly exited with grace, um, and it just didn't come off and Shelby's response just didn't come off well to me, at least. That was my bio. So Shelby basically just put out an announcement that said, I didn't have any idea, that GDS felt this way. Um, I wish she would have come to me to tell me about that. I'm like, okay, right, yeah, okay, right. Um, That's her job, right? Okay, Shelby. Um, And basically, I think what happened was Shelby was embarrassed. I think Shelby's been trying to get... She's trying... She's doing the best she can with a very, very challenging and difficult situation. But her... She should have just let it go. She should not have replied. She should not have responded. From my perspective, she didn't come off um with anywhere near the same grace. Um if this is if this is a chess game, checkmate GDS. Not that she was trying to do it that way, but she was taking care of herself, but Shelby definitely didn't come off. She comes off more sounding a little afraid, sounding a little bit screechy, sounding a little bit like, oh I wish you would have told me or whiny or something. You know, just it doesn't come off with um gosh, I really what she should have said is, I apologize, GDS. I'm so sorry that you had those feelings. I wish you the very best. Right, carry on. Right. Instead, of, instead, it's like you you're piling on to me like what, what, what? you you it, whatever choices you made created this situation and it's time to get out of and you don't we don't no one wants to hear from shelby right now we don't want to see her watches of what she ran for her 5k time trial or her 1500 meter time trial i don't want to know what her training is you're banned you're out for whether it's right or wrong it doesn't matter wait Shut up, wait a little while and then come back and let us hear your story. Make it be on the back end instead of the front end. Right now it's just not a good look. You know, and, yeah, I mean, yeah. she's she's 25 years old, 6 years old. So I don't really blame her, but I do blame the people around her who are who sh- you know, cuz I I would react the same way. I'd be like, fuck you. Don't Don't you know? I would be grumpy too, but try to do it the best way. But I would hope that I would have people around me that would say that's not a good look. And I do think that's who's failing her because Shelby's, you know, this this is this is this is chess at a high level for these athletes. Um, And uh, again, you know, I can also say this. uh, I'm running off of the mouth a little bit with this, but I also think again, Nike is just showing again how it has an opportunity to be to lead, and it chooses not to lead. Instead, it chooses to um, wield its big stick. And um, this is why people don't like Nike. I wish they would operate a little bit differently because I do like Nike. Do I think that they operate above the board all the time? No, but I don't know that anybody operates completely above the board all the time. And who am I to be one to make those judgment calls or try to determine that is or what that is? I am not, I can't judge those things, but I can look at it from the side and just say, we would like, we would, it would be good for the fans to know what the hell is going on, Nike. So treat us with respect because we're going to, we're, we're, we're your, we're, we're all pretty keen, and we all are paying attention to how you're handling these situations with from the Alberto situation to this one, to your um, controlling the US, USATF in ways that you use your dollars to control what USATF is doing, and you and I,T, we have not been shy about bashing USATF recently. Um, but you know, I don't know. It's just an opportunity missed, and it always saddens me. Do you think Brooks would, Brooks would miss this opportunity? No. No. Do you think On would miss this opportunity? No. They wouldn't. They wouldn't miss the opportunity. Would Adidas? Probably. But definitely <laughs> not Definitely not these younger, hungrier, especially Brooks, who's 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 doing things pretty well. I mean, just what they're doing and how they're operating is really, really special. What's going on with On, they're still new enough. They're still too new to the game to be really tell exactly what's going on with them. But again, Brooks just comes out looking so good, the way GDS looks in this, just by keeping doing things the right way, doing the best things they can, and then standing up for the athletes and also, in my opinion, standing up for the fans.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And speaking about Brooks, you know, um, and we can transition from that, you know, um, uh, Brooks' best maybe athlete or best known, um, um, Des Linden, was just announced um, running um, chief officer, advisor, office, something like that, right? Running... Chief something officer i know it's an officer so it's a c c c position right chief
0: running advisor that's running running advisor not Not sure exactly what that means but
1: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i hope she gets paid like a c person which is you know whatever right? yes she's in the c class now yeah but but it's pretty much it says they look we we um value what you do right for community value who you are as a person and and you have a voice and we you know you represent us so well that we want to keep keep you know as as her running career maybe is going uh, you know tr- she's transitioning maybe to to so- do something else and even though they said we would love you to keep keep going as 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 long as as far and as fast as you you can and want and but when you when you're done ready just we want you to keep we want keep you, you know, because you, you are, you are great, you know, you're representing our brand so well and, and that's just great. And, and so that and Brooks Beasts, uh, you know, that's another group in Seattle that, that it's so cool, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm big, bec- I'm becoming fan of Brooks, um, more and more, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're doing things right. And they, uh, they are more of the people salt of the earth. That's right. And uh there Des Linden is the perfect person as a as a representative of that brand and she resonates and she's also a really good commentator. I mean, I still think that Trey Hardy, of course, Hookem Horns, right? Trey Hardy is is really really good. I also think um uh what's his name? The sprint uh Otto Balden. Otto Bolden's really, really good. But Des Linden is not distracting whatsoever. She never says anything distracting. She always is ready to give case in point of the exact move that's being made. Um she's she's covers the moves in her coverage, which is not particularly easy to do, having been a fan and listened to a lot of people doing it. Seems like that's a really hard thing to do because some people just can't seem to get it right. She gets it really right. She predicts a move is going to be made. She watches the move. She gives you context for the move. And in between, she's not inanely talking about somebody's, you know, favorite pod- podcast or their favorite, what their music list is or anything else. She's like, business business, business, because she's been in the business and she knows what it's like to be an elite athlete. And you can tell. Like, she, Otto, and Trey, like, that, I hope that NBC keeps her because she's really, really good. And um, I, I don't, you know, in the past, we've had some really bad announcers. I don't want to go bashing people, but NBC keep her. She's really, really good. Um, and it's great to see um, Brooks support her. In whatever role that is, and it's nice to see that in a, uh, you know, in our sport is one of the few sports where an athlete can retire with a brand, right? And that's a really cool thing to see when athletes retire with a brand. Again, we're painting Nike with a with a bad brush here. They don't seem to even support those athletes once they move into the next phase of life. Already, Brooks is saying we don't want to lose Des because we see Dez as continuing to be relevant and important. And, you know, Dez is the queen of the one-liners. If you follow her on Twitter, the girl knows how to drop um, truth bombs, and it's really fun. She's also at Boston, right? I think I saw on one of her tweets or one of her posts, maybe it was Instagram or Twitter, I can't remember, but she was like, finally I had my first good workout. That's the other thing we love about Dez is, like, she's got bad workouts all the way lining up, and she's like, okay, I had a good workout. Maybe I'm ready to go. It's like, yes, girl, yes. That's so cool.
1: Well, you know... (laughs) You can hear Nike athletes, you know, um, occasionally, like I know some guys um, like Matt tigenkamp remember that 5K guy from Wisconsin mm-hmm. and, and um Bumble, oh, I forgot his first Andy, name. Andy Bumbleaw. Yeah, yeah Andy Bumble-o. you know, they both are right now with, with Nike uh, development, shoe development team and other roles. But you never hear about it until you like learn like, oh, what happened to this guy? And then you like somewhere so so, somehow you learn like oh they are with nike you know that nike appreciated them as a people and 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 hire them you know developing to do great things but they don't don't announce that right so you you don't know (laughs) yeah exactly it's just like not they i don't know they may be too big i guess there's
0: yeah so interesting
1: yeah yeah, and then you mentioned, you know, um, you 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 shared with me the um, uh, document uh, translated from Norwegian uh, earlier this week, and it was about, you know, the the Britsen drama. As as we all were kind of, when the news broke that 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 um is, is stepping down, everyone, oh, is is he sick? Is he having cancer? Is he dying? And what's happening, right? And again, was just kind of. Uh, guessing as we both have uh, separate Norwegian friends, we could just like, what's going on there, you know? Because nobody could understand what those guys talking about, and um, <laughs> and 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 uh, f- for a while was nothing. But now, now it's it's clear that there was just too much drama. Is that yeah. what you got, Steve, from that document?
0: <laughs> yeah. So shout out to Sten Sten. He he's in my TELUS group and he's Norwegian and he follows those guys really, really closely. And he sent me a document. Um, well, it's actually an article in a, in a magazine or a newspaper. I can't tell exactly which. The glossy photos, so maybe maybe it was a magazine. But um, well, they interviewed H- Henrik Ingebrexson, who's now taking over as the coach, evidently. So it seems like he's going to be the coach of the group. Although he's also, I think, did he run yesterday? Or is he running next week?
1: No, he ran yesterday. Yeah, he, missed, it, he 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 missed it by like ten seconds. Uh, Euro- European Championships qualifier. So yeah, he, but so he was he... happy because it's funny because I this morning I actually bumped to my Norwegian friend, the other one that is mm. a Norwegian correspondent in US, and he said he told me about Henrik's race, and he said but Henrik was happy that he was able to race with spikes, which due to mm. his hamstring surgery that he he was battling. And and um, he's so he's getting he's getting better, but anyway, continue with the story.
0: Yeah, he he was trying to get that qualifier for the world championships and he evidently missed it. But he's he is he decided this is such an interesting story. They were at their training camp at uh, Sierra Nevada in Spain, and the three brothers, this is Olympic gold medalist Jakob uh philip the middle one and Henrik, who is the uh really the probably the second dad in a lot of ways he was the one who ran the traps for all of their programming all of their training and um he was the test he was the test bunny the one who got tested on all the things um he they they all sat around and decided that they needed to have a conversation um with their dad about it was it was untenable whatever was going on was untenable and so Anrik had the responsibility when they got back to Sandys, which is in Norway, um, where they're the little, the little town they live in. And they, have, they all live, well, three of them, two of them, Anrik and his dad live on the same, like three houses down. And Jakob is building a house that you can see from their house. So they're in the same neighborhood. But he walked down, sat down with his dad and fired his father um, who was responsible for getting them put together and hearing that. And the way that Henrik just... I have a lot of respect. I mean, of course, this is a translation. I think it was Google Translate. It was very poorly translated. Sten did not translate it, so don't get that wrong. He just sent me the, the the Google Translate, which was not particularly good. But, you know, you and I, team, we know how to read between the lines. So you could tell it was a lot of struggle. He didn't want to reveal too much. He didn't want to reveal the exact circumstances around it. He just matter of factly said, you have no idea how hard it is to do that. Um, this is a rupture to the family this is a rupture to us, the three of us. It's a rupture to our father and what, what, what kind of pain this must bring him after years and years and years of doing what he could, but this is what had to be done. And we did what must be done. And I think he said it's something to that effect. Like I did what must be done. And I was like, I, I want that guy to be my coach, right? Like, and his dad evidently threw a bit of a fit. He didn't. He didn't say it, but he, you know, obviously his dad threw a fit because we heard about it in the, you know, we he ended up having cancer or having a sickness or an illness or, I don't know how else you're going to handle all of that. But suffice it to say, um, we did finally get some scoop on what was going on, and it is family business. Really, is what what it all came down to. It's just family business. And they handled it in their family, and they want to keep it handled in the family, and they're going to keep plugging it along and working together and figuring out what they can do. You know, personally, I hope they find some kind of role for their dad. I'm sure he'll find a role someplace that matters that could be valuable to him because it can't be anything other than just a kick to the nuts for him. He must really be reeling from it. But anybody that watched the five seasons of the Ingabrexens show, I don't know how many of them you watched, T, but I watched all of those seasons. A lot of times, I was fast forwarding through some of the poor translation that went there, and some of the storylines I didn't really care that much about. Mostly, I would just try to get the dad's conversation with the boys, the dad's conversation with the girl, their daughter, their their, their sister, who's also in their pro, in that program who's struggling right now because she's going through all the things that young women go through as they grow and they go through puberty and she could still come out the other end of it and a really, really world-class athlete, we don't know, but she's not currently producing the same kind of marks that her brothers did. Um, But anyway, watching that show, you knew that Gert, their father Gert, just is not, was not in a good place. He is the stress. He's a really healthy, handsome man, for sure. Um, And he, but he's very strong, opinionated, very forward. And you could just feel the tension going on. And then you could feel over the seasons how much, especially Jakob, this was really critical, how much he started disregarding his father's statements. And Anrik said something very interesting that one of the brothers, I don't know which one, but one of the brothers was like, I really don't need to hear that I can't drink soda. Like, if I want to drink so- I'm the Olympic gold medalist, or I'm, a, I'm the, um, you know, if I don't want to drink soda at this, le- if I want to drink soda at this level, I'm going to drink some soda. Like, I don't want to hear it. Like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. And you realize, gosh, like, that is the kind of argument that goes on between a husband and a wife who are coaches, or a father and a son who have a coach. You know, it's like one of those things that is just not, Um, it's hard to be both things. And likely, um, a control freaks have no choice but to continue to freakingly freakishly control right that's usually what happens <laughs> yeah no <laughs>
1: they- I, I i see that you know as, as i watch those now available um, um social media posts by all kinds of athletes from different groups sometimes i'm just like i don't i don't think y- your coach want to see what you're just posting here you know it's just like if you know before you co- you, you never knew what they're doing right but now it, it could be if you're not paying attention it, it, as a coach you can get in that rabbit hole and and start over analyzing what your athletes are doing and and just be like this, overshadowing nonstop. I know what's best for you, kind of attitude, right? And it's like ah, maybe not yeah. not the best. You know, we gotta disconnect. I think
0: I think it was the last episode of the last season, right before um, Jakob, or maybe the one before it. It's hard to I can't really remember exactly, but um, there was a scene when they were in Sierra Nevada and they and. They were. It was a cold, wet day. It was like sideways, sleet, rain, and the boys did their work. Um, I think the girl was on the bike who was helping them pace, and, and the father was, before and after, spent more than two hours walking in circles around the track, like power walking in circles around the track. And I was like... Okay, um, you're in the most beautiful place in the world. You're in the mountains. There's single tracks. I guarantee you there's single tracks all around you. It does look a little denuded in that area. When you see the video footage, you're like, there's this beautiful track on the top of a mountain. Um, and all of the mountain around it looks like the top of a mountain, right? Like There's not green. There's not a lot of that. But... I- I, got, I get the impression, I mean, I've been in a lot of, lived in mountain towns. Like, you, there's trails everywhere. Why would you not be out on a trail putting in that time in nature? Like, why are you walking in circles repetitively around this track for two, two and a half hours? I'm like, okay, there, there's definitely, you could just tell in that last episode, like, something was wrong. And so when the announcement came, I was like, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all based on what I saw from watching that that um of course count on t and i to get in the weeds for you we're actually watching norwegian um norwegian (laughs) (laughs) television family drama yes but uh super interesting super interesting
1: no exactly i mean it's it was it was was great i mean the show is so good especially last season and it's just just to see and then ends up for them perfectly you know winning olympic gold medal you know the ending is epic
0: Yeah. And Anrik, you know, Philip got to make it to the Olympics. Um, um, Anrik didn't. So he had to watch that race. You see him watching that race in uh, at the track, local track on a bit large screen. Um, And they did a great job of cutting that footage of seeing him and you just felt for him. So for him to be in this position now, I'm like, I, a lot of people think, why would you continue to have the same drama? Why would you have family drama? Why would you do all that? Well, because no one else knows better about what they're going through and what's happening, and he's not done himself, right? And their model, I mean, Gert did not make up their training model, believe me. Well, we, you and I may end up covering a, a series on this, but I'm working on a project with another person about basically breaking down um, Bach, the the sort of Joe Newton um Marius Bach and uh, Gert Ingebrexen training theory thing that's been going on and what they're doing in training, which has translated now to um, what's going on at NAU, Mike Smith, Galen Rupp, um, Rachel Schneider, they were all going through, you know, uh, it, Mike Smith was on this pretty early on of doing what they call double tempos and double day tempos and these things. And so we do know that most of what training was going on wasn't coming from an innovative father coach, but more uh, tried and true Norwegian system that was really cutting edge and hadn't been tested that Bakken personally try, tried on himself through Heart rate monitor training, but most importantly through lactate test, te- lactate test training, and which is super interesting that you know they they have a system that's not dependent upon the coach, and the boys know it, like they they know it. Um, yeah, another thing I didn't really realize, um, only really realized until recently, was Peter Co also was involved in the making of the what he was involved in. How Bakken, this is another Norwegian athlete here. I think he ran thirteen oh five two thousand. 2003 something like that Um, which 1305 at that time was screaming incredibly really really fast before we've got the new shoes and got all these athletes running all these European and American athletes running so much faster but um, he Peter Coe has a piece of the puzzle of what was going on there he I saw some recently some photos of articles that he, of, of letters he had written to Bakken on the training what he was doing and how the training was going which is really really interesting but um, I digress so yeah it's it's exciting um a drama right we didn't I didn't, yeah. we so I guess maybe what we can call this episode I'm not sure what we'll end up calling but something like um, come for Boston stay for the drama right
1: <laughs> it's, it's a drama episode you know the the, the <laughs> The, the quiet before storm uh, for Boston and then BTC and then and, and the Norwegian drama yeah exactly it's perfect yeah. <laughs> that's that's what yeah fanboys it's perfect you know <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah cool well anything else we want to cover
1: um no there's there's a bunch of distance distance you know races in u.s stanford mount sacks this Mont weekend Sach, yes so i know
0: texas is there this weekend I'm, ex- um, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm most exciting for me probably is um um evan evan jagger or jagger uh, is back to 3000 steeplechase so he hasn't yeah. finished in like three years so let's hope he does finish and he's good it'll, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where he is and then, and then another one, Carissa Schweizer, in the back to BTC. She's back, back to racing as well. And yeah, it'd be
0: exciting to see how they do.
1: And and I don't know if you know the the, the Boston 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 Group or oh, um, New Balance Group women w- will try to break DMR world record in a new facility in Boston. That's tomorrow. Cool
0: indoor facility or outdoor yeah, facility? Yeah, they
1: they open new indoor track. Sup- yeah. Supposedly best best track there is. And mm-hmm. to the opening ceremony will will be the DMR, um, trying to break take take back from Union Athletics uh, women um, the world who records.
0: was do you know who's um, yeah. who they've got in the different positions?
1: Yeah, um, Ellie is is for the mile, and then Sydney mm-hmm. McLaughlin, and oh, wow. um, um, Heather McLean for twelve hundred, and they have. Uh, The high school girl, right? And they have a high school girl for 800, yes.
0: Yeah, she's the the latest high school phenom coming out from that. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Um, I guess I heard someone make rumor wondering whether, I forget the name of the girl, but whether or not she was going pro or not going pro. But doesn't really matter she can run on a world-class dmr without having signed desk contract necessarily right. so and wear new balance gear and everything else there's no there's no reason for her not to be able to do all that stuff but yeah we'll be following that we'll let you know how that goes that's super exciting you've got three amazing legs you've got a you know you've got a world-class 400 meter hurdler who has also been on dmr i mean mile relays anchor running mile relays mm-hmm. splits you've got um ellie st pierre who's obviously just coming off her silver medal in the 3,000 meters, you can have a crazy, amazing, you know, 1,600 meter leg, 1,200 meter, we have a McLean who also, surprise, win at the U.S. Championships final at the World Championships in the 1,500, didn't really have the exact day that she would have liked, but still ran a really beautiful race in really challenging circumstances and a high schooler who's, I think she's sub two. She's right at two, if not sub two. Um, so you, we, we should see. On paper, it looks like a really good attempt. The question is, who? Usually, these kinds of things are much easier to run when you've got folks out there with you. So right. this will be, be doing. They'll be doing this at least. Um, maybe for the twelve hundred leg or the four hundred leg, they may get some. They may have some a little bit of help. Um, but it will definitely be that eight and that 16 will be on the shoulders of those girls by themselves solo on the course. So,
1: so what's your prediction? Yes or no? I say
0: yes. I
1: don't know what, I don't know what, who has
0: the record, but, um, Union
1: Athletics, they took it from New Balance, you know, Pete's Pete's Julian group. They took it in, in Spokane in that exhibition kind of. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 So I
0: think think they'll get it. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Same.
1: By a little bit, <laughs> I, I only think because Ellie can run by herself. You know the mile leg; like she can run by herself. You know, uh, yeah, you know, whatever she can run for for twenty.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Who anchored the Union Athletics? Do you remember?
1: Uh, was yes, it the, the Klosterhoffen? No, no, the new mm. um, Shannon Osika. Oh yeah, yeah, she's yeah. New. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, she was used to be Brooks, right? Yeah.
1: She was Nike, she but not with the with the team. She, oh yeah. okay and then you know yeah. she they have the new um um uh, Donahue I think she came from mm-hmm. like Stanford so she was new yep. and and uh, Rogers was 800 meters and you know the, I think they they didn't they, they they weren't in the best shape all of the women so I think I think uh, that's why I think New Balance will take it back because they they're you know they show in in indoor racing that that um they've been in in good good shape Good. Only person we don't know is Cindy McLaughlin, but well, yeah, she's she's Whatever. always she doesn't need to raise. I am not worried. Exactly,
0: I am not worried. Yeah, that is that is for sure. So well we'll be we'll, we'll probably be back with you um, next week if not then we'll be two weeks we're not sure we're on a pretty loose recording schedule here um, We hope you're enjoying these fanboy episodes we're certainly having fun doing them um, if you have any questions or concerns or you or you'd like to get us to talk about a topic um, shoot me an email sisson at runnosis.com. Um, if you'd like to, be a part of, we'll get to view T TNI's um, Boston play-by-play, um, our sort of viewing party. Um, you just need to subscribe to RunGnosis. Um, that's rungnosis.com. And just when you get on there, i will give you an option. You'll see a little button that says subscribe and you'll get an email. If you do that before tomorrow, you will get an email. Um, if you do it, afterwards, um, I will do my best um, at each juncture along the line. You, what I'll, let me say this. How about this? By f- Sunday evening, you need to have subscribed so that I can be sure that you have access to um, our live feed and our video, if it matters. So we're going to have fun. Really, it's a test for T&I to see how this would play out. We're interested in doing something like this for um, World Championships um, and maybe even NCAA Championships. So this is uh, a way for us to kind of play it um, give it a test run and see how it goes. Besides, I don't know, two or three times T and I have been watching these races together anyway. And so we're like, well, why not? (laughs) (laughs) So why not? (laughs) Um, anyway, we're, we're excited to, um, we're excited to, to share that with everybody. Join us if you'd like to, if not, um, check us the next time and, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks everybody. Take care.